Hey, welcome to Life in the Leadership Lane. I'm your host, Bruce Waller, where I get to talk to leaders that are making a difference in the workplace and in our communities. What did they do to get started and what are they doing to stay there? And today I have another special guest. I'm getting to talk to Classy Pierre. Classy is certified with her SBHR. She also has her SHRM SCP, and she is serving as a vice president of human resources at Family Legacy and Classy. I'm so excited to have you on the show. How are you doing? Great. I'm so excited to be here. You know, I was I always like to reflect on like when we met, and I was actually going back, and I know it's through Dallas HR. I I was going to, I was president in 2012, and I think you were involved during that time, but I remember getting to know you even more as a uh, volunteer for HR Southwest Conference. Do you remember that? Right. I do. I do remember that. Uh, You have been part of the organization for a long time, and I'm so glad that I got a chance to get you on the show today. I know you played a role a little bit in college relations, and then recently I was uh, visiting with you, and you are part of our CLIMB book club, and I'm so excited about that. What do you enjoy about CLIMB? Oh, everything. I love it. It's a great opportunity to network and discuss um, all the books. The book choices that we have have been absolutely phenomenal. Uh, but just to connect with and network with other HR professionals is um, invaluable. Yeah, I, uh, I, I really, that, that's why I tell people it's really more than a book club. It's, it's really a leadership community. Uh, we just got through reading The Leadership Gap, and now we're reading Johnny C. Taylor Jr.'s Reset, which we're all enjoying that. So we're going to talk more about that as well. Hey, I want to start, uh, I would love for you to share a little bit about Family Legacy and you know who is Family Legacy and how do you serve your customers? Yeah, so Family Legacy is a faith-based nonprofit and, and we serve vulnerable children in Africa. So our mission is to, um, to, to help vulnerable and orphan kids reach their God-given potential. And we do that through four different pillars, through spiritual, um, intellectual, physical, and emotional. So we've been around for a little over 20 years and we've made a huge impact in the country of Zambia. I, I love that, especially how you start off with mission. And there's just something about when uh, leaders talk, talk about their, the mission-driven organizations. It's just something bigger, you know, than, right. than, than, a, than a job or a career. I mean, it's, it's a calling like no other. And I, mm-hmm. I look forward to hearing more about that. Hey, I want to ask you now, by the way, have you got to travel to Africa? I have. I go over twice a year. Actually, I'll be heading over the 22nd of this month as well. Oh, wow. That's fantastic. It is. It's one yeah. of the perks of the job. Okay. So let me ask you this. And I'm curious, I've never been to Africa. So what, what is, what, what's, uh, what do you get excited about? Uh, Obviously you have a mission in your company and you're going over there to serve a purpose. What's something that uh, people that haven't been to Africa, what, what, what what do you see that they might enjoy that you enjoy? Yeah. What I, um, what I love most about it, especially with our kids, when we go, they're so grateful for one graduation, uh, the gift was a Bible mm. and the kids jumped up and down like you had given them a, a brand new vehicle or car. So it's just the, um, you know, the things that we find important here in a first world country is so different in Zambia 
So um, just the, I mean, I always feel like I'm not as stressed when I go mm. there because it just removes all of the, um, the day-to-day, the chaos that we face here. It's just a really simple, feel like, feel stress-free type of environment. I love how you use the word gratitude uh, because I, I would say that's a very common theme for those that uh, live life in the leadership lane. They just, uh, I, I gave a, present one, one, a presentation one time called Great Leaders or Grateful Leaders. And there's just something about gratitude that just mm-hmm. takes all of the weight of the world away, isn't there? Oh, yes, most definitely. Oh my goodness. I love that. Oh my goodness. I appreciate you sharing that. I want to, I want to dive in. Uh, I want to hear the classy Pierre story. I would love to know, like, where did you grow up and, and how in the world did you get into HR and, and leadership? Oh, okay. Great question. I actually grew up in New Orleans, Louisiana, <laughs> and I am here by compliments of Hurricane Katrina. Oh. <laughs> Probably. Yeah, so I probably would have still been in New Orleans had um, had that storm not rolled through. But I um, moved to Dallas right after because I had um, I had family here. So I thought it would be a short period of time and ended up um, 15 years later, I'm still here. Um, I started in HR, I had a job in college and I worked as an office manager. And in that role included some um, some personnel, I guess you would call it at the mm. time, but I enjoyed it. I enjoy that aspect of it. I enjoy the aspect of employee relations and, and even recruiting. So um, I was majoring in sociology at the time and decided just to kind of gear myself more in that, um, that direction. I love that. Did you say recruiting? I did. I said okay. Recruiting. Okay. So what, what was that? Like, I mean, you're like, that's, I've heard a couple of others that have been on the show when they talk about recruiting, they talk about changing lives. Absolutely. That, that is incredible. Okay. I want to, I want to, I want to stop here just for a second. I want to talk about uh, Hurricane Katrina and, and New Orleans. Mm-hmm. It's just a terrible, terrible, terrible time. T- talk, talk to me about that. Like, what was, what was that like for you and how hard was it to get to know people in, you know, in Dallas? I mean, you said you had family here, but still, I would think it'd be very challenging to develop a network. It was very challenging to develop um, a network or even uh, employment when I first came here. So mm-hmm. I really, I started from, um, as an HR manager in New Orleans. And when I moved here, I started out as a coordinator because I had to work back up into that role. Everything mm. was kind of out of whack. You can get references. Um, so it was just, it was a complete restart. Mm-hmm. Restart, <laughs> yeah, a reset. Yes, yes. yes. reset. <laughs> We're gonna talk about resetting, oh my gosh. Okay, so um, I just, I remember some of the events, seeing it unfold, but unless you're there, I don't think you can really comprehend. I mean, did you have, uh, friends that were involved and do you do you keep still keep in touch with them did they move off are they still there I have a family in New Orleans okay. um, I had a couple of family members here in Dallas but the bulk of my family was in in New Orleans and the, we still have a few people that's um that's there yeah and so do you find yourself getting back to New Orleans and have you seen the city has it 
rebuilt, you know, a lot of people talking about rebuilding and all that. Does it look any different or what are your thoughts about that? Yeah, the city has definitely rebounded. I don't get back as much as I would like to, but um, it's definitely back to the New Orleans that I, I know and love. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, Sherm Nashville is at New Orleans this year. Are you planning on I attending? Know. I am, yes. I'll see you there. That is fantastic. I'm looking forward, and uh, I'll just go ahead and say it now. I've never been to New Orleans. Wow. Okay, well, let's get together. <laughs> <laughs> get together. I'm going to show you the places to eat. And nice. uh, Oh, man, I love that. I, and and uh, I love your, your story. And your story is about, uh, I love how you said resetting, uh, but it's also about like resilience. Like, hey, you know what? This has happened. I'm moving to my next chapter. And uh, wow, you, you've done some great things there. I, I would just, I'd like to ask you this question. I ask all of my guests this question, but it's, you know, I, I like to ask, you know, when was there a moment when you found your lane, like your real calling um, you know, you talked about being an, a, an office manager and enjoying employee relations, but was there, I mean, now that you're a VP, you're uh, serving uh, your organization now, was there a moment during your career where you said, you know what, I just love what I do? Yes, uh, there was that moment. I've, I've actually wanted to be a social worker. Okay. <laughs> yep. So I think that's why the employee relations aspect is okay. something that I, I really enjoy. Um but I remember um, hiring this woman who had, um, you know, a blemished background, okay. which kept her from being gainfully employed. And the organization I was with at the time, we gave her an opportunity and she turned out to be a really great employee. And I just remember her always being so thankful. I, um, she called me just recently just to say, thank you again for giving her that opportunity. And it was at that moment, I realized I was in a position to help change lives. Mm, I love that story. I mean, I honestly, I have chills right now listening to that uh, because the woman uh, that you talked to that you helped, uh, I guarantee you she was feeling a sense of gratitude like no other, you know, as we she talked was. about gratitude, right? Yes. And even now, like 10 15 years later, yeah. she still calls to say thank you. Oh my gosh, that is so good. That is so good. And you know, there's there's more ahead, right? There's so much work right. for all of us ahead. Mm -hmm. Hey, I want to I want to ask you this. You know, were there were there some people that helped you? I mean, even you know, in college or during even Hurricane Katrina or today, were there some people that helped you? You might look at them as mentors. And if so, I was just curious, like, and feel free to give them a shout out. But I was curious about, like, what made them such a good mentor? Um, one particular person comes to mind. I met her, I think about in 2012. She, um, she was actually retired, but she was the uh, HR executive for Verizon Wireless. Okay. Uh, LaVon Narwood was um, her name. Okay. And she was everything that I had hoped to be, like her poise, the way that she handled situations, her presentation. I mean, it was just remarkable. So what I would do is every time I had an issue, I would go to her and get her advice on it. And when I realized I had arrived, 
when I started coming up with those solutions on my own. I, I would call her and she would say the same thing that I was thinking. So I was like, yes, I've <laughs> gotten it. So yeah. she was absolutely um, amazing. Yeah, almost like a, it's almost like a validation, right? A lot of times we, we know the answer or we, we know what we need to do, but it just helps having that mentor, that sponsor or somebody we can go to and right. just say, hey, I'm having this challenge. I'm thinking about doing this. And it's like validating, hey, you know what? You're on the road to the right path, right? Right. Yes. Oh man, I love that. What is her name again? Did you say Laverne? Lavon. 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 Oh, oh my gosh. Shout out to Lavon. That's fantastic. And you know, it also, you know, I talk about uh, many times when we're setting goals, it's, it's more than the what goals, but it's the who goals. And I right. think it's important for us to be thinking about like, who do we want to be? And as you share that story, I start thinking about, you know, people that are listening right now. I mean, hopefully they're taking notes and like when you see people that have, I mean, use the word poise, uh, that have that poise, pull that out of them, right? And put it into your everyday. You don't have to copy them. You be you, but use some of those traits, right? Have you done that with others during your career? I have, yes. Both, I, I try to be a mentor as well because I want to pass down what um, what she did. In fact, um, I don't know if you know this, but I started an organization years ago called Perfectly Poised. And it's an, it was an etiquette school for girls because I realized early on um, in my career, it's not necessarily what you know all the time, but the way you carry yourself, your social skills and, um, and interaction. So I started a, um, a program that helps build confidence in young girls. Okay, I'm glad you said that because I have in my notes founder of Perfectly Poised, and I want to ask her about that. So I, I would love to even dive in a little bit more. Uh, is that are you still is that organization still active? It is. Yeah. So 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 tell me a little bit more about that organization. I would love to hear because uh, it sounds like that's pretty mission driven too. It is. It's kind of tied together. So I started it. I worked with. Um, I don't know if you remember uh, Barbizon School of Modeling. And it was for um, kids with means. Those classes were kind of expensive. So I thought if I could bring a program similar to that to kids who needed it but couldn't afford it, it would really help build their confidence. Um, so that was the goal of it. And I work with um, at-risk or lower-income kids to build, the, build their confidence and social skills so that they can have the, the confidence they need to find a job, get into school, do a presentation. So that's really the heart of it. I love that. So how did you, I'm curious, anybody, because I've had other guests on the show that have talked about starting um, organizations. And, and I'm curious about how do you get the word out for something like, how do they find you that knowing that you can help them? How did you get the word out? I um, did Facebook advertising yeah, for okay. a while. Um, I went into schools and partnered with some schools. Hmm. Um, and I also partnered with um, Sears at one point. So we would do fashion shows and kind of get the word out there as well. That is so fantastic. See, I didn't even know about this. Um, yeah. I, and then uh, when I, you know, of course, I went through your LinkedIn and, and I saw that and I was like, so, so for our listeners out there, uh, check out Perfectly Poised. I, 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 I love 
Um, I love the mission. I love how you, I mean, you're just, you're just a servant leader. Uh, there's just all there is to it. Um, thank you for sharing that. And I'm sure that maybe somebody reaching out to ask you more about that later. And I'll put that in the show notes for sure. Hey, let's talk leadership 2022. What a, what a couple of years we've been through. Um, and I always like to ask this question for my guests because, you know, leadership, it comes in all shapes and sizes. People dip, have different definitions. If someone were to say, hey, Classy, what, what, what's leadership to you? How would you respond to that? Yeah, I think leadership is what's been re reinforced just recently, the last two years, is that it's more than leading people. It's really caring about people, mm. right? caring about your mission and caring about the people that's carrying it out. And I think if you, um, if you do that with, um, with your, with your staff, people will, will notice it and appreciate it. And you'll have loyalty as a result. That's so good. I was actually thinking about the, uh, quote I heard and I'm, I've, there's so many different people have quoted it, but it said, people don't care how much, you know, until they know how much you care. Right. And I think That's when so people feel that you really care about them there. I don't know. It, it, there's just a the sense of loyalty and a, a sense of, um, you know, wanting to do more for not just the leader, but the entire organization. Right. Right. Yeah. Oh my right. gosh. So any, I mean, any silver linings for you? I mean, obviously it's, it's changed uh, even with the, you probably had, uh, did it put your trips to Africa on hold? It did in the last two years and relationships suffered as a mm. result of it. Mm. So it really did because we have missionaries on the ground that we usually connect with. Um, so yeah, it did. It was um, a very, it's a very challenging time. So did, I mean, in Africa, I mean, with uh, technology and all, did you still communicate via Zoom or Teams or did that just everything get put on hold? We did. No, we still communicated electronically. Yeah. Um, but we also have something that we call Camp Life, which is essentially like a vacation Bible school. So okay. every summer we have about typically 700 Americans that go over to Zambia and host a group of kids. And at the end of that week, the American is then tasked with coming back to the States and advocating for that child to get a scholarship or sponsorship. So without being able to travel to camp for the last two years, it put, you know, it, it created some challenges for us to get the kids sponsored and in school. Yeah, I, uh, man, I would imagine that would be very, very challenging. So now you're getting ready to go back. Uh, this is actually recorded being played in, in April of 2022. Um, and so is the, is the mindset today, hey, let's get back to where we were. Or is the mindset today of, hey, here's where we are and let's build from here? A any thoughts around that? I think it's both. It's both. I think it taught us we need to di diversify. You can't just depend on one source. Mm -hmm. And uh, because it was such a great um, program and, you know, for us, we didn't have to advertise much for it because people wanted to come. It was the growth was very organic. It's taught us that we need to have different avenues of, of reaching people. Yeah, I, I, uh, I think that's, uh, that's a good point there. You know, I think, you know, even, even in my work, I didn't even know what Zoom was, mm -hmm. you know, and now all of a sudden I have this different avenue. Of course, it's technology, but 
always talk about the importance of diversification, you know, whether it's in your partnerships or the way you communicate or the people that you work with, whatever that is, you have to have that in order to be successful. Mm -hmm. Would you agree with that? Oh, absolutely. Hey, I want to, I want to, uh, I want to dive in a little bit here. Um, and I, I'm curious about this because I was reading on LinkedIn, um, a couple of areas where you're very strong at uh, executive search, uh, but, but college recruiting. And I want to talk about college recruiting because you served, uh, HR Southwest on the college relations committee, I believe. Is that correct? Yes, that's correct. Okay. For, uh, Two years, two or three years. Yeah, yeah, I, probably with Paige Luckemeyer, uh, maybe Tom Barton, uh, some Brian, of the others. And who else? Brian. Brian Yannis. Yes, and another Brian. Uh, maybe Brian Hayes uh, might have been Brian Hayes. part yeah. of that. Yep, he's, he's with uh, Austin uh, HR. Yes. And yeah, no, there's so much passion around that. But I, I'm just, I'm, I'm curious. I mean, you I, now I can tell why you really enjoy what you do. Uh, the perfectly poised mission. You just want to, you it, it like you want to just help younger people, like right, like you want to help them see the road, like see like how you did it, right? Yeah, um, and, and so I'm, I'm curious though when you're talking to college. Uh, students coming out of college or going through the process, do they, like, what are some of the things that they're curious about in, um, in the, you know, in the future? What, what are some things you've been able to, I don't know, you've been help, able to help them with as well? And I, I'm just curious, like, what were their thought processes as a college student? Yeah, I think the main part is, how do you get started, mm. <laughs> right? What's the, what's the path, the best way to get started? And I always suggest recruiting because I think you can learn so much from recruiting. Okay. You get to experience the full gamut. Uh, you meet with different people, you know, and I think, uh, you know, some of the experiences I've had recruiting people and some of the things they say can kind of prepare you <laughs> for, um, for a role in, in HR. Um, but it's really just pouring into them and um, letting them know, encouraging them that they can do it. Oh, I love that. Now you're talking my language. When you say encouragement, I'm like, all right, I'm here. I love it when uh, people are encouraged. I love to be encouraged. And I know others will. Let me, uh, let me dive a little bit deeper into recruiting. So, you know, I hear from some people, it's pretty hard. Would you say recruiting is hard yes, or challenging? It is hard. It's it's very challenging. And I always give an example. I'm from New Orleans. So I okay. say it's kind of like eating, you know, getting to the meat in a crab leg. <laughs> you know, you it's it's challenging. And then there's this little piece of meat, but it's so worth it and you enjoy it, right? I so love it's that. worth the work, but it's a lot of it's a lot of work to get there. Yeah. But when you do, um it's great. Yeah. And so when you do get to that point, the great part is, is it the great part? Hey, I was able to help somebody move from this point to this point in their journey. Is that the great part? Or is it the conversations along the way that you've had with them? Or is it the growth that you've had going on that journey with them? Or is it a little bit of everything? Like I've always heard, um, football coaches, like I'm a big sports <laughs> fan, right? They always talk about 
the process. Right. Would you say yeah, recruiting is similar? It's similar. It's a part, it's, it's everything. It's the journey, getting to know people. You know, sometimes you hear funny stories. You don't get to hire the person necessarily, but sometimes that story kind of <laughs> makes my day, you know, or night. Um, but the, the process, sometimes when hiring um, people just starting their career fresh out of college, and watching the growth over time is, you know, is remarkable. Or, you know, hiring someone that, you know, maybe changing career paths. But just to see the growth is, you know, is, you know, it just warms my heart. That's what drives me. I love that. You know, we're talking right now uh, in this time, you know, it, it's funny. When I was president of Dallas HR in 2012, we were talking about the war on talent. Here we are in mm -hmm. 2022. We're talking about the war on talent. Uh, right. It's a little bit different. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, we're also talking about the great resignation. Um, is it, is it harder? Is recruiting harder today? Because it seems like you, you have more candidates or you, it would seem like you have more candidates, more selection. Any thoughts around what you've seen over the last few years? Is, is it more challenging, less challenging? What are your thoughts around recruiting? Uh, it's definitely more challenging mm. um, and challenging in different ways. So it's funny, some positions you have an abundance of candidates in other positions, there's, you know, there's very few. We, our organization went through the great resignation so I've been recruiting for a couple of months, trying to backfill those positions. Um, some I haven't had a problem with, and I tell our, our managers, this could be a three month process, if not longer. Uh, some people will apply, um, I think because of gig work now, um, you know, it's kind of competitive. So not many people want to come into an office um, five days a week or even three days. We went to a hybrid uh, model. But so it's challenging and you're competing now with the um, with a lot of companies having remote workers, mm -hmm. you're competing with people all over uh, with other employers. So it's it, it's challenging. It's been very difficult. You know what? I love what you said there, though. You said uh, I've had to talk to our managers about, hey, this could be a three month process, or it could be longer than we typically anticipate. And what that says to me is that, and, and what great leaders do, you set the expectations, even though people right. might not want to hear it. They don't. <laughs> I'm just going to tell you, this is where we're at. We'll try to do, we'll try to hit it within that 30 day or 60 day, but right. be prepared for that 90 day. Right. Right. So, 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 uh, what, what, uh, so you have some job openings, it sounds like. <laughs> I'm actually at the end. I have one that I'm trying to fill, but I'm very excited that I'm, Excellent. that I'll be able to focus on something other than recruiting. I love recruiting, <laughs> but we'll be happy that I can focus on something else. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And you know what? We're always recruiting. We're always recruiting. Right. Um, so that that's that's exciting. Well, let me let me ask you this, uh, and I want I want to I want to um, I want to ask you for the people out there looking for a job, and I and I've seen it on social media, uh, in a lot of different places. What are some like what is a tip or maybe a couple of tips that you would share that would help that candidate 
put themselves in better position to be hired at a at an organization. Any thoughts, whether it be uh, you know something from their resume, how they network. What what are your what are your thoughts on a couple of tips for those listeners that might be looking for their next? Um, you know, I think what's um, what's helped this recent candidate that we're um, looking for. This is a position that we've had a lot of responses for. She came in and dropped off her resume at the front desk. And you know, people don't do that a lot, right? But I did, you know, there was something about that that moved her to the front. She was skilled and qualified, but I think that was very, very helpful for her to stop by to put a name with a face. So I think it kind of uh, humanizes it, it personalizes um, it a little bit more. Um, so that was helpful. Now, I'm not sure if everyone would like that, but in my particular case, it was very helpful. Um, having your resume clear and concise, I think if, um, you know, matching the, uh, the responsibilities with the job, uh, for the job posts to your resume, if you can make that, um, that correlation, I think that helps as well. That's fantastic. I know there's some people listening right now that they're probably thinking, huh, how can I differentiate myself? You know, whether it's dropping off at a front desk or uh, sending that thank you note, which you think that would just be like common, but it's mm -hmm. not. It's not. <laughs> I, I don't get many thank you notes. Yes. It, it, just a simple thank you note, or I'm seeing some now sending thank you videos which so right. any way that you can differentiate yourself, uh, absolutely fantastic. Oh man, I I have absolutely enjoyed this. I can tell you have a passion for uh, mm -hmm. serving and, and helping mm -hmm. others uh, find find their lane. Oh, I want to ask you. Uh, I'm 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 just curious. You know, here here you are. You're a vice president of human resources. Do you have like a what's a typical day for you, Classy? I mean. Are you an early riser? Do you stay up late? Do you have a do you have a practice that you do every day that helps you keep on track? I'm curious. Yeah, um, I am an early riser. I don't get moving quite that fast, <laughs> <laughs> but I do get up early. Um, I make my bed. You know, every morning. I think I found when I don't, my day's a little crazy. It could mm -hmm. just be um, could just be me. But with, um, with work, I like to plan out my day because working with an international ministry and I imagine any organization, it gets pretty, um, pretty hectic during the day. In HR, you have people coming in and out, you, you stop what you're doing. But it's really helped me to be able to make a list of the tasks that I need to knock out that day or even that week. And a lot of times when I look up and it's five o'clock or I miss lunch, I could at least say, you know, here's what I accomplished and it motivates me to get more done. Oh man. I love that. You know, one thing that I have seen that's been common uh, with the guests I've had on the show is they have a, they have a system, right? Mm -hmm. and it doesn't matter if you work up, uh, wake up early, wake up, whatever that is, they have a system that they use regularly. I, I, I would like, I just, I want to just ask you this quick question. Cause I always go back and forth. I I'm a big planner. I'm a big planner. I'm up at 5 a.m. I have my quiet time. I'm, mm -hmm. you know, of course, I, pl I plan my week on, on the Saturday or Sunday. I'm planning mm -hmm. my whole week. 
Um, do you use your electronic device for your planning or do you use, do you write it down? I write it down. He's <laughs> <laughs> telling my age. I write it down. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. We're cut from the same cloth. I have to write it down. I have to make notes. I mean, um, right. yeah. And then, and then of course, once I plan my week, I'll go through and I'll, of course I have calendar advice and things like that. We'll right. have in our outlook, but uh, I, I'm, I'm the same way. I appreciate that very much. Hey, I want to ask you uh, before we go to, it's time to accelerate. I want to ask you this question. Have you ever been given some advice uh, during your career? Maybe, maybe as, even as a child, have you ever been given some advice? It was just so good that you just find yourself sharing with others. Yeah. Um, trust your gut. Hmm. So that's the advice I've been given. And actually, from my mentor would say that. And um, when we had, on, when we were on climb with Lolly, she said the same thing. And mm. it was just, I think that's so important. And we, um, I know I sometimes forget to do that. Mm. I love that. You know, and it's funny. Uh, we want to call somebody and get that validated, right? We talked about validation right. earlier, mm -hmm. but usually right. your gut is right on. I love that. So she's talking about Lolly Daskal, the uh, mm -hmm. author of The Leadership Gap. And uh, I, want to, I want to dive in just real quick. Uh, this uh, Climb Book Club uh, actually mm -hmm. was uh, started online in January 2020. Little did we know, three months later, the pandemic was going to come. And so I started uh, started the book club. It's it's the climb sense for connect, lead, inspire, mentor, and build. And there's about 158 members in the in the Facebook group, and we read a leadership book uh, every two months. So one one in January, then one in March. We'll start another one in May. And uh, the leadership gap we read, and the author came on, and she was like incredible. She was incredible. I'm like wanting to get her on more now. Um, and so, and then uh, this month we're reading uh, Reset by Johnny C. Taylor. And so I, I do want to, um, I do want to ask you, and you, you mentioned that you love everything about climb, uh, but, but Reset, I just want to ask this one question uh, before we finish up with these, um, before it's time to accelerate. And I want to ask you, how have, you found yourself resetting. So, you know, Hurricane Katrina, right? You moved to Dallas, you reset. Uh, then you, you know, went to one company and then all of a sudden you go to another company. You've had to reset each time. How have you found yourself or even the last couple of years, right? How have you found yourself being able to reset as a leader in like just in everything you do? Uh, any thoughts around that? Yes. Um, I'll start by saying, I think at some point we all need to reset. Mm. And if you're not doing that, then I don't know how you can move forward. Right now, um, resetting in our organization, we're looking at um, we're looking at different benefits for our missions, our missionaries. Um, so we've been, I've been calling other missions organizations, comparing what they're doing, uh, what we're doing, and it's completely different. 
And so to be able to, um, to kind of, it's not reinventing the world, but starting all over. I know mm -hmm. that it won't be easy, um, but I think it's so important that we're in line with other organizations that's similar to ours. I love that. I love the alignment. And I love the fact that you're willing to step out and ask, hey, what are you doing uh, about this? And, and people are collaborating and sharing. I think that's where, you know, we get ideas from. And that's where our thinking uh, get stronger is whenever we're, uh, you know, you used the word vulnerable earlier, uh, when we're, you know, vulnerable enough to say, hey, you know what, we may not be doing it the best, and we would love to learn right. how to do it better, right? Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, that's so good. Oh, my gosh. Uh, listen, I have learned so much. And what's funny is um, about these uh, podcasts, what I love about them is that I know many of the guests but mm -hmm. I don't know them as well as I do after I spend a 45 minute purposeful conversation. And I've just absolutely loved, Hey, I want to shift to uh, the last part of the show. It's called, it's time to accelerate. And I'd like to ask you just a few fun questions as we, as we end, you know, we were talking about the, the books in our, in our book club, uh, mm -hmm. but I would love to ask you, would you re rather read a book or would you uh, rather listen to a podcast or, or you could throw audible in there as well. You know, I um, I'm kind of a hybrid, so I love listening, but I also like to highlight the book. So I can climb. I'll get, I'll do both. I start listening to Audible, then I'm like, no, I need to highlight it. So I get the book. So I'm I'm both. Yeah. So we've had a couple of uh, members that have uh, mentioned that. Well, one Jennifer Swisher says now Bruce. If it's not on Audible, we can't read it in the book club because I'm Audible. Um, uh, but Crystal Nichols, she said that uh, she always starts out with the Audible. And then she said she gets into the first chapter and immediately she's ordering the book because she needs right. she needs to highlight it too. So are you saying right. that's you? Uh, that's me. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Um, hey, let me, let me ask you this outside of work. I mean, I know you, you invest a lot in, in your work. What, what, what energizes you every day? Family mm. is, um, is key. I, I think they do just, um, you know, I, I would say transformation, you know, mm. in a way, just seeing that the whole process, but, um, it's exciting. I have two nieces and two nephews that I'm you know, watching grow. And, um, you know, it's, it's different looking as a parent because you're in it every day, but seeing, you know, the growth over, um, you know, I see them twice a month is, is amazing. So it, 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 it energizes me. I love that transformation. I haven't had that one yet. That is fantastic. Hey, uh, before I ask my last question, as you said, transformation, I thought about something. I want to, I want to at least ask the question uh, when you, when you, uh, somebody asked me one time, they said, Hey, Bruce, how long are you, how long are you going to do this podcast? And I said, well, as long as people will talk to me, I mean, because they're incredible. It's an incredible time to meet for a purposeful conversation. It's like having lunch with someone and just talking about things that are important uh, but I want to ask you this question. Uh, you found it perfectly poised. And I'm curious, like, what's the vision for perfectly poised? Like, how long will you do that? As long as it's needed. 
Yeah, as long as it's needed. I love that. I love that. As long as it's needed. The podcast, as long as same thing. And I and I tell people it, it, this is really more than a podcast. This is this is free coaching from some of the best in business. And so as long as that's needed, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna continue to do that as well. And I uh, appreciate you sharing your perspective. Hey, final question. And my favorite question. And uh, the question is classy 10 years older is knocking at your front door right now. And you're going to get up and you're going to go answer that door. What's she going to tell you? Breathe. Just breathe, right? Yes. (laughs) Oh my goodness. I love that. And I needed to hear that too. Like just breathe. I mean, you think you have all these things you need is kind of a, uh, real quick stories we end here I um, we recently uh, lost someone that's close to us and I had all these things on my calendar and it's so something uh, interesting how you can just wipe that whole calendar for something that just takes precedence over everything and I mm-hmm. uh, I was just thinking about that when I got back and I saw mm-hmm. my calendar and I was like okay just breathe yes all right, everything will be there. Take time, smell the roses, relax. I love that. This has been an absolutely phenomenal time spending with you. I appreciate you coming on and sharing your, your wisdom and your, your perspective. I know the listeners have got a lot uh, out of this uh, conversation today. For those who want to connect with you, Classy, maybe you said something today that they want to learn more about or they just want to connect with you. How is the best way for them to connect? Yeah, so um, LinkedIn, you can find me on LinkedIn, but uh, my email address at Family Legacy is just classy at familylegacy.com. That's fantastic. I will put that in the show notes. uh, So people, if they want to connect, they can certainly do that. If you're listening to uh, the show or watching the show, on Apple, I would love for you to rate the, the podcast, share like what what'd you think about this. And by the way, if you want to connect with Classy and you connect with her on LinkedIn or email, just put in the put in the notes how you uh, where you heard about her. Just say, hey, I heard you on Life in the Leadership Lane and here's what I want to talk about. And so it, it helps the connection uh, resonate better, doesn't it? It does. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, I appreciate you. I appreciate uh, you being part of CLIMB. I appreciate just you being part of uh, someone that I could learn uh, from. And I know that, uh, like I said, you shared a lot today that others are going to learn from there. Uh, And most importantly, I appreciate your friendship and all that you do, Classy. Yeah, well, thank you. And I appreciate you. I'm so thankful you started CLIMB and all the work that, that you've done. So thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome. I cannot wait to share this. I'll talk to you later. All right. Bye bye.